I'm Ryan Nidell, host of 15 Minutes to Freedom. I want to thank you sincerely for spending time out of your busy day to listen to my content. If you've gained any value from the words that come out of my mouth, if you would do me the favor of hopping on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you're consuming this content from, and giving me a five-star review. If there's an opportunity to write a written review, I would love to hear from you as well. Today's episode is Blended Families with my beautiful wife, Lindsay. Hi, how are you? I'm wonderful. and I've shared in every episode so far that you're here, and today is no exception, that these are my favorite episodes. I get this additional, what really turns into two or three hours, because not only do we podcast, but it takes me forever to stop my day, yeah. come in here. i got a bunch of stuff that goes on, so I just love having you around the office. It feels good. It is. It's nice to get a little break and we worked side by side at the desk together today, and that was nice. It's it's always fun to come in and hang with the hang with the boys. Well, I'm, I'm glad you enjoy it. And I'm glad that you're here. And so for that, you've actually brought today's subject to the table. Yeah, I did. I, I was contacted by a couple of different people that ta- asked us to talk about divorce and blended families, like how we've handled those things in our relationship, because I think. People in their 30s, 40s, 50s, whether they're newly married, newly divorced, new mothers, new parents, whatever it may be, there's some kind of transition here when you start to get into your mid-30s. And really when people are dating in their mid-30s, the chances that you're going to end up dating somebody that has previously been married or has children from a previous relationship are pretty high. And so there's a lot of blended families there. Absolutely. And on my side of the table... I always knew somewhere in my gut that I would end up with a woman with kids. Like, admittedly, I had mother issues and things like that, so I typically was going after an older woman for the most part. I mean, Lindsay's only two years, three years, however it would be my two. senior. Don't age me. I'm well, two it, years. it depends on when you know when, when <laughs> we're when we're drawing that line in the sand. Yes, I was born in '84. You were born in '82, so officially yes. two years difference. Yes. But I always knew it, and so that had me find a certain level of peace with the idea of being part of a blended family. Years before I ever met you. Yeah. Which, blessing and curse. Like, I never got to really experience, obviously from the podcast, you you understand that I wasn't someone that understood monogamy and faithfulness. Like, sure, in little periods of time, I absolutely did. Like, it wasn't like I was a serial you know, fornicator or something horrible that way. I just wasn't able to tell the truth of myself or tell the truth with others, wasn't able to have tough conversations. But... Removing all that as you know the bias for this part of the conversation, I never had time to really just date one woman that had no kids. Right, like that just wasn't part of my life, really, ever. I mean, sure, going back into high school and into college, absolutely. You know, no one I was dating then had kids, but after that, it was just part of my existence. Yeah, as you get in, it's it's like a thirties boundary. I think that as you start to get into your thirties, the dating pool, whether smaller or larger, typically comes with some kind of divorcee or a parent. Absolutely. In today's episode, I'd like to share with you what I think should happen versus probably the path that Lindsay and I took. Yeah. Because they're two polar opposite things. And we're, again, I've said this multiple times, we're the, you know, the combination and culmination of life's events up to the moment that we're willing to realize they happened. Mm -hmm. So we'll say that for right now. So if I was to give advice to someone, it would be to slow down. Like, if, if I had just met you today and you'd been divorced for three or four years, I wouldn't be in a hurry to meet Gianna. Yeah. And, and I, I wouldn't be in a hurry to introduce her to you. We just happened to meet at the time where 
she and I met you at the same moment. She was with me. Absolutely. And so we've covered this in our first episode together, which I think was way back in episode 57 or so, somewhere in there. But the first six months of Lindsay and I's relationship were, the first two months, we weren't even dating, really. I mean, no, I, we're I hanging just, out and talking, getting I, to know each other. I knew her from the gym. It took me a few weeks to even approach her. It then took us another few weeks for me to ask her out. It took yep. her another few weeks to give me for her to give me her number. And so all these times, because she was a primary caregiver of Gianna as her and her ex-husband were slowly parting ways and parting assets and just parting life, she had Gianna with her really all, all the time in the, in the after, afternoon and evenings. You yeah, know? oh yeah. And so what would happen is we'd be working out and the first time I even knew, I mean, I didn't know from Lindsay's physical appearance that she had a child. There would have been no way for me to tell. I, I didn't know her age. Like she ages very well. And I'm not saying that because you're my wife. Like. <laughs> If you oh, look, thank you. Look her up on social media, Lindsay Nidell. Like, you don't look like a 35, 36 year old woman. Like, thank for you. whatever that's supposed to look like. Yeah, I don't know what that's supposed to look like either. But it doesn't. You know. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't look like I would have thought it to look like on you. And so, go back to when you're 32 when I first meet you, mm-hmm. and there was just no sign, especially up on the gym floor, that you had a kid. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to stable it to my forehead, but yes, right. I I take care of myself and care about what my body looks like because it makes me feel good to be physically active and so no I didn't look like the typical 30 something mom that's had a kid of course and so as I eventually run into Lindsay downstairs in the cafe I turn the corner and literally physically like run into her like mm-hmm. she's coming around the corner and I'm going into the cafe and it's a blind corner and she ends up inviting me to sit down with her and Gianna now we haven't even really had a full conversation at this point. Like this is some of our, you know, high at the water fountain (laughs) or, you know, nonsense like that. But it was so passive, you know, there was no under, you know, inappropriate undertone by the way that we met and corresponded to start with. No, absolutely not. Like it just, you know, you go to the gym the same time and you see the same people and eventually like you're either going to talk to them and say hello, man or woman, or you're not. And so it's like, you know, I, I see this person every day being you and why not sit down and have a conversation? There's nothing, I mean, it's just human to human at that point. Right, and that was that was part of it to me, and I think that's part of one of the lessons that I would encourage someone to try to garnish from our relationship was that first part wasn't forced at all. Like when I met Gianna, there wasn't this thing of how do we act around each other because I was basically a stranger that was just starting to get to know you and say hello, so there wasn't this flirtation, there wasn't, I'm not worried about if I'm supposed to right. hold your hand or hug you, like, We just got to know each other. Yeah. And that's a big question that a lot of parents have asked me. You know, when did you introduce Gianna to Ryan? And how do you know when it's the right time? And uh, what do you look for to know that, you know, this is a guy that you can introduce to your child? I don't have an answer for that because I met you at the same time with G. Um, I probably would have waited a good six months or so to make sure that you were a decent person and we got along. And I certainly wouldn't want to put men in and out of her life and set that example for her. Um, You know, those are more adult things that children don't necessarily need to be a part of. Correct. I'm going to challenge that a little bit from the side of not having my own child at the fact that you're doing the best you can to know somebody during that courtship time. Right. And there's going to be some point where if you put that much weight and magnitude on the opportunity of just a casual meeting between you and Gianna, like if, if there was all this weight, like it's got to be six months, it's got to be eight months, there's this timetable and I have to really know all these things. Yeah. As a man, it's like, well, 
shoot, that's a lot of extra pressure when I'm already feeling pressure to make sure I'm doing the right thing at the right time and to date you. And it's like, okay, how am I, I don't know how to be, if there's a chance and that wasn't my story, but there was a chance that I didn't know how to act around a kid. So now there's this whole other side of things where I would encourage it to be that you know there's a series of steps you would have to get to to feel comfortable having your daughter be around, or son if you're listening, to be around your potential new partner. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be, especially if, if your child is under five or six years old. They it, don't get it they yet. They don't get it yet that you're dating. Like you can see someone, don't have physical interactions, don't have it be lovey-dovey, but actually see what the interaction would look like between, in this situation, myself and Gianna. Mm-hmm. See, am I you know, awkward around kids? Am I, you know kind of size me up as though could I be a good potential father because at some point in my opinion that has to cross your mind oh of course like it's more so you could be as attractive to me as possible and we could have a great relationship up to the point that you have me around Gianna and not that I have to be a weirdo but like if there's just no chemistry between Gianna and I at that point if there's no if I don't have the ability to connect with her in any capacity right I don't feel uh, sure I, I would like a mulligan or two but <laughs> Long term, that's obviously not going to work for a relationship. Exactly. And I think a lot of single mothers look for those kind of things in their partners. And, you know, it don't ever think that a mother is going to put her child before the boyfriend or the significant other. And if they do, then it's probably not the type of woman you want to be with in the first place. Because as moms, like the mama bear thing is completely real. And we will absolutely step in front of our child to protect them from anything and anyone. Of course. And I feel like it's necessary on my side. So I had dated others, as I've shared before, that had kids. Like that mm-hmm. was part of my story, and that, that's part of what I had been accustomed to. But if I go back and look at the difference in the previous relationship I had where the woman that I dated had kids, I was introduced to them passively as a, in a friendship role and then was ostracized from that part of life as that woman and I began to date. And it... I don't know the exact timetable, and I, I don't want to paint a bad picture about anybody. Was there I, a reason for that? Maybe at some point, you know, I, I would have to assume women's intuition knows that I'm not being the best person. Like, let's assume that didn't exist, though, for the sake of this conversation. Okay. She didn't feel like her kids were ready, or maybe I was too young, or maybe there were all these different variables. Whatever her stories and reasons were, I know it felt far too long, like year, year and a half. Like, there were... It was a long time before I was introduced as someone of importance and value in my ex's life. And so what that ended up doing for me was it jarred all these weird feelings of insecurity that I already had inside of like how committed could this person be to me. Because if they're not willing to share their yeah, not, well, huge I, part of their life. Yeah, like yeah. the biggest part of life. And it's, so it's this, it's this weird balancing act from my standpoint where, sure, you don't want to ever inter- introduce a new guy or new girl too quickly to your kids because you don't want people coming in and out of their life. But if you wait too long, that's also not a healthy, at least it wasn't healthy for me. Like yeah. it just, it, it completely mentally messed with me. And that is not a justification for the actions I took at that time in my life. Like I want to make sure that I'm saying this the right way. Yeah, I still was I in, con- in control of my own decisions, thoughts, infidelities, things like that. But I was a man that was always looking to feel, I think as, as most people are, validated. I wanted to know that my feelings mattered and I wanted to know that my relationship mattered and I wanted to know what I needed mattered. And I can remember having multiple conversations of like when when can we start to go down that path and it was just never the quote unquote time. Right. Which 
put this arbitrary wedge between myself and my ex, you know, and sure. I, I wasn't enough of a man or, you know, present in my own person to probably have that conversation with the magnitude it needed to have. I certainly was operating out of more of a scarcity mindset of afraid of losing people and afraid of having tough conversations. Like I was a vastly different man at that point. Gosh, we're probably seven years ago now, yeah, eight years ago. Like time. it feels like two lifetimes ago since that part of life came in and out of my, my sphere of influence. But it's just like so much in life, there's not a one size fits all. No, I mean, like from the viewpoint now and, and hindsight, had I not had Gianna when I met you, you know, we'd probably do something simple as an introduction and I wouldn't have made a big deal of it. I would have just, you know, an ice cream or, um, you know, going to a bounce house somewhere and, you know, you're hanging with us or the zoo or something that's just light and easy and not like some big sit down introduction dinner because one, she was four and that wasn't going to make any sense to her. Um, and two, you know, for kids, they don't understand the, the relationship and the adult stuff. So, you know, keep it light and keep it easy. Mm-hmm. When I think, as you say, light and easy, that's, that's part of what has made Gianna and I's relationship so successful from where I sit. Like I look at Gianna as though she's my daughter. Right. And that might sound weird to you as you're listening. She does not have my DNA. She never will. Gianna has a very active father in her life that loves, supports her, cherishes their time together, spends all the time you can get with her. Like, I'm not trying to and have never wanted to try to replace her father. Right. Like, it has always been in our conversations that your dad is always going to be your dad. Mm-hmm. I just get to be so fortunate to spend time with you and play a role in your life. You can call me anything you want to. You, I don't care what the name is. I don't care. You know, we went from Ryan. We went to bonus dad. We went to... Big daddy. Big daddy. Like, <laughs> it, the name doesn't matter. Like, I don't ever want Gianna to feel the weight of having to decide what to call me out of fear of hurting my feelings. Yeah, and she's a sensitive stole, so she would too. Well, of course, and I, you know, we, we impress this upon kids, I think, far too often of that they're supposed to know right from wrong. Like what they could say, of course, could hurt or make our feelings better or worse. But in this situation, I'm present enough in, in my mind and in my relationship with her that whatever she calls me doesn't matter. Right. Hey, you, hey, guy, like, I don't, <laughs> I don't care what those things are because the reality of our situation is she may end up being the closest thing to a daughter that I ever have or a son. Like right. we might not have kids. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole different subject. We we just haven't really decided one way or the other yet. Right. But that also goes into how this whole blended family dynamic works. It's never been forced. It's been now granted, we we would jump out of the frying pan into the fire pretty quick. Oh so, yes. You know, met each other, obviously had very strong feelings. Again, I've shared the first six months of our relationship were not pleasant because I was not being the right guy. Lindsay was also going through divorce, which had its own, you know, nuances that went on during that time period of her moving out and then with her parents for a while. And then which also adds to the whole blended family thing. Right. Because now not only do you have a you've got a child, but you also have an ex, whether it's an ex partner, an ex husband or wife. But there is an ex involved and that person is, you know, the child's other parent Um, and there's all kinds of dynamics that go into that. And we actually had a, a conversation with um, two gentlemen over the weekend mm-hmm. one, that are from a divorced household. One one gentleman was um, in his 20s and the other one was still a kid. Um, and how their viewpoints, you know, their parents maybe don't speak or don't exchange any kind of communication other than email or that kind of thing. Um, and how do you deal with new people? 
Uh, so I'll kind of share what I shared with that little kid and, and something I firmly believe and I have said to Ryan and my ex-husband and myself is that it does not matter what we think or what we feel about each other. We could all three be kumbaya and go you know, get a drink and dinner and hang out or we could just never want to speak to each other at any moment. But when Gianna is involved, we are grown adult people that are formed and have actual understanding of how life and relationships work. And kids do not. And they are still forming and they're still growing and you still need to, you know, water them and make sure they grow appropriately. So any kind of stuff that you have going on in your life, get over it, shut your mouth, be compliant, be kind. You don't have to shake hands and be all lovey-dovey, but you have to get over your own BS because it's not about you. It's about the kid. Yeah. And, you know, that's... I'll digress back to the out of the frying pan into the fire. After the first six months of Lindsay and I's relationship, we moved in together. Like that was just the progression of not only what we both felt was right, but just what made sense for the moment of her life and going through divorce and and my life and everything that went on in between. Like it just made sense for that to be our step. So I got thrown very quickly. Fortunately, like I'm I'm excited I'm happy about it. So thrown has this negative connotation. I don't mean it to be so. But I moved in and I instantly then have to step up and play the role of dad, bonus dad, yeah, stepdad. You're the male figure in our household. You are the father figure in the dynamic of our personal family in our four, four walls. Yes. And, and I didn't know how to handle that. Like I was a bachelor. Sure. Multiple girlfriends. Like, again, I'll just say what everybody. But you thinking. never lived with anyone. No, I never lived with somebody full time. I mean, I had girlfriends and things like that and part time cohabitated. Yeah, you had the toothbrush and the. Yeah, this, sometimes even the toiletry then, bag. <laughs> it took a long time. I mean, when I was being deceitful, like I couldn't have anybody have toothbrushes and stuff at my yeah. house. Like, just call it what it is. Like, it's embarrassing, but it's the truth of the matter. And so here I am this, gosh, at this point, I guess 30-year-old man, give or take. Yeah, you're 30, 31. Yeah, yeah. Some, somewhere right in there. And went from this bachelor life of, again, we've shared feeling successful and having this, that, the other. And then it's like screeching halt into a family dynamic and I'm processing through in that time period my own sense of losing my identity and not that that's necessarily a bad thing but it's part of what goes on in in at least I believe the male psyche like here I am been this hunter-gatherer been this producer been this provider for myself and got to go out and really do whatever I want whenever I wanted especially when I was lying my rear end off like I could go do anything and then all of a sudden it's like well we live together you're my you know boyfriend, significant other, whatever you want to call it. You're also like a dad now. You're responsible for way more than just yourself. Like you have to be home because- Time to grow up, put the the big boy pants on. Yeah, the family wants to see you. And in the mornings, there's things to do that aren't you sleeping until nine and messing around on your computer. Like there's real life stuff now. It's a major life shift and that like people don't understand what it is to be a parent until they become one. Whether you're an adoptive parent or a step parent or a bonus parent, whatever your label is, there is a major shift in life to being a parent because it's not about you anymore. It's about them. Yeah. And and that was refreshing for me. Like fortunately Gianna's very loving, very open, very communicative. She's a brilliant young young woman. I mean, between your genes and your ex husband genes, like she's just a very, very smart kid. I know everybody says that about their kids, but No, she is. She's really smart. Gianna operates, you know, she's going into the third grade 
operates at like a fifth or sixth grade level in yeah. almost every like class. Like tested that way. Yeah, she's yeah. just she's so, a very smart kid. But that comes from the great upbringing from you and your ex. And and now I've got to play a role in Absolutely. half of it. Like it's not just you two. It's she's going to be nine in December. And I was actually talking to somebody um, yesterday and said, you know, Ryan has been in Gianna's life for more than half of her life now. Mm-hmm. And that's a, I mean, that's a huge thing. Yeah. And and for that, I got to slowly grow into dynamic that allowed Gianna and I to have our own relationship where I don't have to have some label of this is my stepdad. Like she's explained to her friends like as she's got friends in both neighborhoods or Lindsay's ex and us don't live in the same neighborhood, same city, different yeah. different neighborhoods. And so when Gianna's friends that either haven't been through a divorce or don't know much about her are like, well, who's this guy? And yeah. she's like, well. That's Ryan or that's, you know, whatever. That's my bonus dad is usually what she said. That's Ryan. You know, that's Ryan. That's my bonus dad. And then she's got her biological dad, her real dad, whatever you want to call it, that's at her other house. And it's it's cool to see her weaving it out of the dynamics of those conversations because it's not foreign to her. Like that was one of the – in Wake Up Warrior, Garrett J. White's thing, you know, thing. I I, I hate to downplay what it is, but we we call it carrying around shilt, which is shame Shame and guilt guilt put together. And you had this massive amount of shame and guilt when this whole divorce and thing started going on. Sure. There's a huge stigma with I was the, you know, 20 something year old kid that got engaged and got married. And then I was somebody's wife. And then all of a sudden I'm slapped with this divorce label. And not only am I divorcee, but now I'm a single mom, divorce single mom, which is like extra black label. Yeah. And and I'll tell you, like, I'll just call it what it is. To me, that feels bullshit, even from right now. Sure, it's this, bullshit. I know with now it's bullshit, but when I'm going through it, no, it's back, not bullshit. Back then, the bullshit part was you were worried about adversely affecting Gianna. There was no part of our time together in those first year where you were worried about having the label being a divorcee. Your thing was you were worried about not messing up Gianna. Right, and every parent, you know, feels that way. They, I think a lot of people stay, and they're miserable in their marriage because they don't want to affect their children. I'm going to call bullshit on that one, too, because I had I come from a very strong Italian Catholic family. Nobody freaking gets divorced in my family. Um, You know, it's kind of like the black sheep thing to do. Oh, you're not happy. Well, either figure it out or just stay miserable. But you're married to that person. And that's just what it is. And I just refuse to be that way. I mean, I literally had family members tell me just be miserable. You can have a side life. You know, you don't really have to engage in your marriage, but just stay where you're at and raise your kid. And I thought, you got to be flipping kidding me. I am not going to set this example for Gianna that this is what marriage should be like, that this is how a man should treat a woman, that this is what she should expect. No freaking way, because if I won't accept it for myself, then I'm certainly not going to want to accept it for her. Yeah. And I, I was coming to the table at that point with a different perspective because my parents got divorced at 14 and I had a much different upbringing than you did. Moved around, you know, a couple different houses and a couple different cities and a couple different states. And and so as you're going through this time period, and I'm fortunate to ride shotgun through it, I'm telling you the whole time, like, I might not, especially at that point, I might not have all my, you know, stuff together, but I'm not like some serial killer or some crazy thing <laughs> from this divorce. Like, it actually ended up being better. Granted, I was 14 when my parents got divorced, and I knew they weren't supposed to be together. Like, it was not yeah. a pleasant. Those last three or four years, it was very obvious that they were oil and water. But there was such a freeing emotion of the fact of when they finally got divorced, there wasn't that tension in the house. And I kept trying to instill upon you, like, it's going to be okay, especially when Gianna was so small. It's like she's being ripped out of something. She's only really had a year and a half, two years of some level of cognition as far as what's going on. Yeah, she doesn't remember much of having 
my ex and I together and you know in a household she her earliest memories now consist of you know her dad being in his environment and you and me and her being in our environment at home and so she's really grown up with having two households and two sets of parents so to speak Um, and that's been her normal and so she's really blossomed in that because we've made it just a normal thing like that's just what it is and been very honest with her I think it's so important to be no matter what their age is age appropriate but just be honest with your children and don't hide things they're very smart they can pick up on a lot of stuff not only what you tell them verbally but also your emotional and physical state they know what those things are like they know you very well so don't lie just be open and honest with them yeah yeah and it it's been it's interesting to me to have when you really look at a situation, like in the moment of any situation, it, it feels like the worst thing possible. Oh, it's so heavy, right? It's just like, like the worst. In, in that little microcosm of time as you're filing for divorce and you guys are going through your your and your ex-husband's you know, parting of assets and things. And there's obviously it, there's no right and wrong. There's just two different sides that everybody's going to think. Like yep. it, that's normal to me. That's part of a divorce process. That's, you know. I think the sky is light blue and you think it's a little mid blue and so they don't line up together. Right. Like that's why you're getting divorced. Like, exactly. If you agreed on everything, you probably would still be married. Right. But it only mattered for like two months. And yeah. then the next two months mattered because I was a jackass and got caught. Yeah. And then like. <laughs> that the, was fun. Yeah, of course. But like the next two months after that matters because we're rebuilding our relationship. And then the mm-hmm. next two months after that matter because it's the first summer in the house with Gianna and like. You look at these little month, two-month, three-month windows, and you can start defining the growth that you go through in these moments of time versus having it feel like the weight of, like, this is never going to end. Right. Like, I'm going to mess up my kid forever because I'm getting divorced when she's four. Nope. It's It's just not true. And it's how you raise them. I mean, it's just what you tell them, how you raise them, how you support them. Like, you and I both have always said to Gianna... Look, if, if you feel a certain way, if you need something in particular, if there's something that is bothering you, speak up and speak out because we will always, always listen. And she has done that. I mean, that yeah. she has been told over and over again, it doesn't matter what you say, what you do, how you think, what your feelings are, get it out and share that. And we will hear you and respect you for that. And then we will, you know, figure out what we do with those things that were said. Absolutely. And, and for just a moment, I, I have to have you guys, you the listener, close your eyes for a minute and me, imagine me reaching out from underneath my table and pulling out this imaginary white ivory soapbox that I'm going to climb up on top of. Here we go. <laughs> because there's part of this that just, it just pisses me off. And the part of that is I go all the way in for Gianna. Every day. Gianna is my family. She is not a bonus daughter. She's not someone I have to deal with. She's not a byproduct of me being with Lindsay. Like, she is my life. But that, to me, is how the fuck it's supposed to be if you want to be a man and date somebody and marry somebody that has kids. Like, it's not situational. It's not when it's convenient. It's, and it's, again, not that Lindsay's ex is not a great father. Like, when he is right. around his daughter, he is there and present. He's a good dad. But in the time that he is not there, when it is Gianna, Lindsay, and I in the household, I need to, and I do treat Gianna as though she came out of Lindsay and I was in the, I was in the, the room when it happened. <laughs> From reading books and learning about her day and having dinner together and sitting on the couch and cuddling and helping her get ready in the morning and doing her hair and cooking her breakfast. Taking and it's, her to sports. It's never set up in a way to make her feel like she's a 
freaking burden. If you are the type of individual, man or woman, that is treating your significant other's kids like a burden, you need to do yourself a favor and just leave. Yeah. It is not fair to the kid. No, they're children. Like, and they will feel that. It's, it's just not right in any capacity. And I don't have life all figured out. I don't know how to be the best dad. Like, there's no playbook for that. I read. I study. I do what feels right in my soul. No different than I do as a mother. Just because she's my biological child, I didn't have a, a playbook that came and said, here, here's how you raise her. Exactly. We just do it the best we can as parents. And that's what this is. Like, I've shared on the previous episodes, Lindsay allowed me to spend four straight days with Gianna without her being home. She went to, I think, a bachelorette party or yeah. something was, was that weekend. Yep. And in four years, up to that point, give or take four and a half years, that's the first four-day window Gianna and I have ever had one-on-one. And that, that required getting ready in the morning, cooking breakfast, having her come with me you know, throughout my day for a little bit, taking her to a dance class, coming back for a dance recital, having sleepovers and play dates and swimming parties. and Horseback riding lessons. Horseback riding Like <laughs> It was full go. Total mom mode. I loved every minute of that because like that time, I'm never going to be able to get back. I'm never going to get to experience that moment in life one more time. 100% where there are a million other things that in my mind I should have been doing that were to me more important than that. Yes. Yeah. Like with how self-consumed I get, with how self-consumed I believe we all get. Sure, I had work to do and I want to go to the gym and I had phone calls to make and I had meetings to go to. And then I stopped. It was four days. That's it. My life is not going to end in four days. But the memories I'm making with Gianna during those four days could be the same memories that she remembers 20 years in the future. Oh, and they will be because, you know, she still talks about those kind of things. She loved to be able to show you all the things that I usually do with her only because you're at work and her dad's at work. So she doesn't really get to share this stuff with her dads. Mm -hmm. So she was super pumped to be able to do all of that stuff, show you her dance recital and her horseback riding stuff and, you know, have you wash the pony and yeah. all that stuff. And it, w it was great to get to experience that. But again, as I'm slowly coming off my soapbox, it all comes down to the fact of as a bonus parent, as a potential bonus parent or stepdad or stepmom or just someone that's involved in the lives of young formidable children young children are going through their own formation yeah if you aren't up for that don't be up for it like don't do that one halfway if you want to be a jackass like i was and date a couple different women and not tell the truth like i can't i can't condone you for that because i live that life the part that's not acceptable that if i could have went back it would have never had anything to do with someone that had children like there's a different dynamic that's associated with with those kids because, again, they're still forming, growing, becoming mature, healthy adults. The things that go on, I mean, I've shared this multiple times. I believe from 4 to 12 years old, there's these traumatic events that happen in every one of our lives. And trauma is self-defined. Like, my trauma is not Lindsay's trauma. It's not your trauma as you're listening. But that then determines how I make decisions as an adult. And unless someone helps you as an adult with the presence of mind to go back and like fix those things that aren't serving you as a child, you end up carrying these repetitive patterns forward that can make or break, typically break you in some capacity as an adult as you go forward. Yeah, and you and as an adult knowing better, don't be that trauma or that interrupt for a growing kid. No. No, and I mean, I think the other side of this to me is I am the, I don't say outsider because I'm not the outsider anymore. Lindsay had an ex, and they spent 
has an ex, however you want to say it, and they spent a total of, I'm going to make up a number, 10 years together. From the time they first started dating to the time they parted ways, 10 years pretty close to right? So it's either 10 or 12. Honestly, at this point, I've lost, lost track. <laughs> yeah, I'll round up. I'll say 12. It, make, it makes the story even more relevant. So when I first come into your life and I'm around your family and I'm, I'm going through all these things, I'm now the outsider. Like I'm the new right. variable because right. your life, your daughter, your family has been accustomed to this other person, right, wrong, or indifferent, whatever they think of him, positive and negative, it was still somebody that's not me. Right. And so here I am, this outsider, trying to not only make sure I do the right thing by Lindsay, impress her, make sure she feels loved, honored, protected, all those things, starting to make sure Gianna feels the same way. But now I have to like, because the grandparents are extra concerned about what their daughter and granddaughter are going through. Like now I'm dating really her family in some capacity as well. And I, parents are in tune. Like I was bombing that quietly and they kept their mouth shut to their own right until recently. Like, Yeah, that's really true. Yeah, I mean, parents know. Like I was a good boyfriend, but I wasn't being a good man. Right. And so as time has continued, I have a good relationship with your parents. Mm-hmm. Like at dinners and, and all that. Like I, I feel very good about the way that stands. Oh, yeah. We'd always want it to be better. But as I've shared in past episodes, I'm not ultra close with my family. Working on that slowly but surely. But that family component, I've made Lindsay and Gianna my family. And so I don't look at Lindsay's parents as necessarily like they're part of it, but they're not as important as Lindsay and Gianna. Yeah. Like they're an external factor. But there's still this other side of the door that swings open every once in a while. And that's Lindsay's ex. Like, yeah. And that's part of this blended family model is having that interaction or lack of interaction with a significant other, ex-significant other. And I respect Lindsay's ex. He's a phenomenal businessman, has a, a great career, takes care of Gianna in- incredibly well. Like, I only have positive things to say about the way that he conducts himself in life. The unfortunate side of things is, even in the four and a half years that Lindsay and I have been together, her ex and I have still not found the exact same book to read out of. I don't think we'll ever be on the same page because I don't think we can be. Like my mindset and how I think, and admittedly, I know I'm not an easy person to be around. Like I'm just not. Well, you two are just vastly different people. Of course, and again, nothing bad to say at all. It just, as time progresses, you're able to, or I'm able to have a phenomenal relationship with Gianna. Mm-hmm. Never say a crossword, anything negative in any capacity. Like, I know I don't have anything negative to say. About no, your you're ex. really good at that. And I th- all of us are really good at that. You know, even if we have moments where we're not getting along, no one, me or you or him, has ever said a bad word about any of them because it's that does not help her. And I would never say anything poorly about her father, and neither would you. And I love that. No, because it's great for me when she comes home from her dad's house on a Tuesday night. Like, today's Tuesdays, we're recording this episode. So I'm super excited to get to see her tonight. Yeah. But like the questions that I ask are, tell me one or two good things you did when you were at your dad's house. Like what do you, what are the things, what are the memories you made? Tell me something that's exciting. Yep, every like, time. I want to know all the stuff. It's not like this ostracized foreign, you know, Siberia that I don't want to know anything about or yeah, talk no, about. How it. was it's, daddy's? What did you guys do? Who'd you hang out with? You know, did, did you have friends over? The other side of that coin, I'll say the shiny side, is I'm doing that because I'm generally interested. I'm not doing it to pump her for information. I'm not doing it to see if he took care of her. I'm not doing it because maybe there's something he's that went on that I need to know about. I'm doing it because I want her to know when she comes home that I care about her and what she's 
done and went through. Yeah. No different than if she went to school. No different than if it's a Wednesday when we have her every Wednesday and I come home like, tell me something good that happened today. Yep, every tell, time. Tell me one <laughs> that's thing, that's not, thing that's not so good that happened today. Like, tell me these things. Those are always present, but they're present for very holistic and, and proper reasons. I'm never pumping her for information. And that wasn't what used to happen when I was a young child, when my parents got divorced. Like yeah. when my dad, like what went on at your mom's house? It wasn't a thing of like, tell me about your day and tell me about all the fun stuff you right. did. It was like, who's your mom dating? Is he a POS? Like, are there bad things going on? Like that was always in the background. Yeah. And that doesn't benefit anybody because a child's world is so small. I mean, they don't understand the big picture world and their world is so important. You know, their school and their school friends and their neighborhood stuff and their sports activities like that's their their world. And it's small. So when you ask them about that, like the highlight of their day is, you know, I made three goals at the game today and it was unreal. Or, you know, I finally learned how to, you know, in Gianna's case, like jump over two fences, you know, in a line or whatever it is. And like, those are huge deals to kids. Yeah. Finally got my back hand, handspring. Yeah. Fun. That was her. Yeah. That was her latest one. Finally got my, my unassisted back handspring. Yeah. And, and, and that stuff is important, but it's also important as adults to realize that we don't have to like everybody that's in the circle of life. That, that comes into an additional piece of the pie. And I'm, I'm butchering that a little bit. I like Lindsay's ex. Like again, I want to say this over and over again. Like I, there's, there's nothing negative about him other than the fact that we just haven't been able to get in the same book. Like he's reading a science book and I'm reading a, like a metaphysics book and they're just not the same books. So when we're around each other in the same space, we're not at the point yet where it feels even like we're actually in the same space. Like yeah. I stand on one side and he stands on the other. And I would like to make it a point to start working through that more because it's important to me that as Gianna continues to progress and grow and, and gain more worldly knowledge, that she never has to look back and be like, man, it was weird. My my stepdad, bonus dad, Ryan, whatever, and my dad didn't talk. Like I've said it many times, I don't think I ever need to go out for a drink with your ex because no. I also, as I was dating other people in my life, I would have never went out for a drink with one of their exes. Like, no. I don't want any part of that. But I want it to be that if we walk up, shake somebody's hand, how you doing? You know, how's life? How's business? Right. Anything I need to know about Gianna, anything I can help with, like, and vice versa. Yep. And just have it be, you know, you know, have that balance. Have it be that the energy that we're emitting feels right. Yeah. And sitting as the the mom in that situation, I want to see that for her, but also I would reciprocate those things to him if he ever has a significant other. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to make sure that that person feels like they're supported in being an extra, you know, parent that loves G in her life. And that's not been a reality at this, you know, at this point in life. But I I would like to see everybody get on the same page at the, as that one because, you know, you said you, you and Gianna were watching a movie and she had seen a stepdad and a, you know, biological dad not get along and she was just blown away by that. So she hasn't really gotten that you guys don't interact yet to this point. Yeah, and not interacting is different than not getting along. I mean, I, like I said, I, I have no problem. I just don't have any problem. Like I'm, I'm, I'm focused on our life and right. Gianna's life and our growth. And I wish your ex, just like I wish everybody that I've ever come across, like nothing but the best sure. level of success and happiness they can ever find. And all this, I don't want to take, you know, get off on too big of a tangent, but it's just important to realize that even in these moments, like Gianna's eight going on nine, there's another nine years where we're going to be very present every day. And then the rest of our lives as her parents in some capacity, you know, weddings and things like that that will come. 
that this is a marathon. Like, this is not a sprint. Like, I signed up to marry you and Gianna. Mm-hmm. And for that, the byproduct or tag along in this in the relationship for as long as Gianna's on this earth, and so are we. Is the ex-husband. Is your ex-husband. It would never be enough to have me not be a part of your life. But it's part that I realize this is like a 20-year yeah, it jog is a mar- together. Yeah, it's a marathon. And just because we're not in stride right now, it doesn't mean we won't be six months from now. It doesn't mean we right. can't be a year from now. It doesn't mean like there's all these things that it doesn't mean that in the moment, no different than what it feels like in divorce. It feels like this heavy mass of like, man, I just can't get on the same page. I wish we could talk. I wish we But it's only like this microcosm of a moment. It's only happening right now. Yep. And it's not one-sided. Like I said, I've shared this in a previous episode and want to make sure I say it again. Our breakdown in communication is a two-way street. Yeah, neither one of you guys have which done I'm any work on that. Just as guilty of. Right. So, you know, it's the things that matter have to be present in the front of my mind and make them matter. But what does matter is that when we are all three in, a, in an event together, whether it's a horse show or a gymnastics thing or a dance recital or a birthday party, when it's for Gianna... All three of us show up, support her, take family pictures, like whole blended family pictures, and keep our mouths shut and exchange just normal pleasantries. I get along with him obviously much better than than you do, and we can communicate better, but I don't want to go and have a beer with him either. Mm-hmm. But we absolutely will put all the BS aside because it's not about us. I can't say that enough. It is about her. So... We are formed adults, and she is still growing. My feelings don't matter, and your feelings don't matter, and his feelings don't matter. Only hers. Yeah. I mean, absolutely right. And the the blended family dynamic for me has been one of, if not the biggest blessings that I could have ever had. Because between you, I've said this quite a few times. I'll say it again, probably not on a podcast. We all have a darkness inside of us called the pit and warrior, but it's just a dark spot. And I didn't know how to handle the dark spot. And when I met you, you ended up having the flashlight mm-hmm. that I needed. You didn't give it to me. Like it, it wasn't something that you were holding and shining. You eventually gave it to me to like look in the dark spots of my soul and my life and in my psyche and realize there was a better opportunity if I could get over some of that bad stuff. And there's been so much power and prosperity and positivity that's come from that and then the gift of Gianna being in my life and the gift of our family dynamics and the gifts of like it being married and like having her be a part of the wedding and it like asking both of you in our own capacity to marry me. Like these yeah. were things that I wouldn't trade for the world. Well, these are also things that we're extremely grateful for. And G and I talk about it all the time. Like she has friends that don't have great step parents or bonus parents. And she understands how fortunate and lucky we are to have you. And as a mother, it's amazing to see what a strong male presence that you bring into our household, but also the way that you treat her and treat me then sets up the things that she sees that she needs to know <laughs> that she needs to know that this is the way that a man is supposed to treat you. This is how a man is supposed to value his family. This is how a man is supposed to provide and take care of it. And not a financial thing, but truly like be in the present moment as a man with your family. Like you are so 
wonderful about that and you truly care that you're pouring into us every day, that that makes our family feel so whole and original and just us. Yeah, and I, I am incredibly grateful to hear that from you. It's not that I don't know it. It's not that it's not part of me. It's just always good to hear it because I think it's important to say it out loud as you're listening. It doesn't matter what bad things you've done in your life. It doesn't matter the lies you've told. It doesn't matter the infidelities you've went down. What matters is you're willing to change and not have those be the things that define you forever. Right. Because here we sit four and a half years removed and there's no teleprompter in here. I didn't write down notes for Lindsay to say that to make me sound better on air. (laughs) I've changed enough in every capacity of my life to make sure that that is truly what she feels in her soul and what she shares with everybody, not just on the podcast. Yeah, and we do. We share it with you every day. Gianna shares it with her friends. I share it with my friends and family. And it's palpable because it's truly the way that you live and now we live collectively as a family. And it's wonderful to wake up in that just present state of gratefulness for the things that are in our life. I completely agree. And I I can't think of any better way to wrap up this show than just leaving it with that. Like normally it's how do you apply this stuff to your life and, you know, your business or your relationship or, you know, your body. I could just say practice some gratitude. Like be grateful for what you have and be grateful for the process of progress that you're going through. Like I could not have seen who I am today a year ago. Like I've now met this person. I know who I am and I'm, I'm here now. But I'm incredibly grateful in every moment that I get to have the support of my family while I'm at work, while I'm at the gym, or while I'm with them, which allows me every day to get shit done.